I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, January 13th. Tomorrow, the Quincy High School girls basketball team will once again host a fundraising event called Bigger Than Basketball to benefit former student Priscilla Bonica, who has brain cancer. Priscilla was a Quincy High graduate in 2021 and was a three-sport athlete. Her performance in a president's uniform has echoed throughout the hallways, even though she's no longer a student there. This is the second year running the event. The two games tomorrow will be Pembroke versus Abington at 4 p.m. and Fontbonne Academy versus Quincy at 6 o'clock. Neither game will count towards state seedings or overall records. Aside from the basketball doubleheader, there will be games, music, concessions, face paintings, and more. Donations will be accepted. A prayer service is scheduled for tomorrow night at 8 p.m. A newly discovered police complaint was filed by missing Massachusetts woman Anna Walsh prior to her marriage to Brian Walsh reveals trouble between the couple as far back as the summer of 2014. According to a public incidents report filed in Washington, D.C., Anna Nip, her name from her first marriage, told Metropolitan Police Department that Brian Walsh made a statement over the phone that he was going to kill her and a friend. The police incident report, dated August 2, 2014, does not specifically name Brian Walsh, but police confirm he is the person associated with that complaint. Police said that the investigation into potential offenses described as felony threats in the incident report were closed because Anna Walsh never cooperated with the investigation and no charges were ever filed. The missing woman's husband remains in custody on a charge of misleading the investigation, and the couple's children are in the custody of the state. Brian Walsh is also awaiting sentencing in a federal case involving fake Andy Warhol paintings and was supposed to report his planned movements. Investigators say they found video of him making an unplanned trip to a hardware store where he bought $450 worth of cleaning supplies in cash. Prosecutors say blood and a knife with blood on it were found in the basement of the home that the Walsh family was renting. The DA's office said that search and processing efforts at the home concluded on Tuesday. The Hingham Apple Store that a driver crashed into in November, killing one person, reopened on Wednesday. The store, part of the Derby Street Shops, now has metal barriers out front designed to stop vehicles and prevent another tragedy. On November 21st, an SUV driven by 53-year-old Bradley Rain plowed through the store's glass facade, injuring at least 20 and killing 65-year-old Kevin Bradley of New Jersey. Bradley was working for GMS Construction at the time and was hit by the car as he moved a barrier in front of the store. Rain of Hingham was arrested shortly after the crash and charged with reckless homicide by motor vehicle, pleaded not guilty and told police the crash was an accident, said his foot became stuck on the accelerator. Rain also told police that he was not under the influence of alcohol or drugs and voluntarily took a breathalyzer which found a zero blood alcohol content. He also said he had no medical conditions. He is due back in court in March. 
A fire was tearing through a home in Holbrook early this morning on Belcher Street. Massive flames were seen shooting from the roof of the home. Smoke billowed from the house. Firefighters spent several hours at the scene and have got the fire under control. The state fire marshal's office is working with local officials to determine the origin and cause of the fire. There were no reports of any injuries. Plymouth Police searching for a suspect that allegedly stabbed a man in the chest outside a 7-Eleven Wednesday night. Officers arrived at the convenience store on Court Street shortly before 11 p.m. to find a 37-year-old man suffering from a single stab wound to the chest. He was treated at the scene and taken to Beth Israel Deaconess Hospital. A preliminary investigation revealed the suspect, who police believe knew the victim, fled the scene prior to the arrival of officers and police were not able to locate the suspect. Suspect's identity is not known. Police say the stabbing was an isolated incident and there is no danger to the public. Boston is being ranked as having the second worst traffic in the country behind Chicago. The report from a group that studies traffic patterns worldwide says the average driver in our area spends about 134 hours a year in their car. The global study conducted by INRIX on traffic says locally Boston has some of the most backed up roads. Fourth in the world, second in the country. All you have to do is look at any traffic camera to see the congestion and gridlock everywhere. Quincy Mayor Thomas Koch is on the MBTA Board of Directors and says the jam-packed roads are only going to ease up if people get on the T. Koch says the state is investing in the public transportation again after decades of neglect, but everyone needs to consider changing their driving habits. Cities like Quincy have reconfigured some intersections to help alleviate traffic. For example, there are now two left turn lanes to get cars onto Quincy Shore Drive and onto Boston. A MassDOT spokesperson says they've observed similar congestion patterns telling us that engineers are continuing to identify and implement a variety of options to improve safety, access to multimodal transportation options that ease congestion. State's also trying to get the T to win back riders. The state says it's also going after grants to improve roadways and make traffic flow more efficiently. Well, protesters gathered yesterday afternoon in Boston Mayor Michelle Wu's City Hall office looking to push the mayor to rename Faneuil Hall. Activists say the Boston landmark's namesake, Peter Faneuil, was a slave owner and trafficker. About 30 people staged a peaceful sit-in at the mayor's office and said they plan to camp out there until they get a meeting with Wu or until they're arrested. The advocates are accusing the mayor of reneging on a campaign pledge to advance a hearing to change the name of the Boston landmark. Faneuil Hall is a historical site in the city where the nation's first town meeting took place. The 280-year-old building is also a popular tourist attraction. The group, led by three Boston ministers, have been lobbying the mayor and city council to host a public hearing on the matter. Last summer, demonstrators staged a brief silent sit-in during a regularly scheduled Boston City Council meeting. 
At the time, protesters said they were optimistic that Wu and the city council would be receptive to the name change. In October, the three members of Boston's clergy chained themselves to the doors of Faneuil Hall, engaging in a nonviolent civil disobedience to draw attention to the controversial issue. City Hall was closed at 5 o'clock yesterday, but the protesters were allowed to remain in the building until about 9 o'clock when they were arrested. A group of Bostonians had a dream, and it was to build a memorial to honor Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife Coretta Scott King in the city where the two civil rights leaders started their life together. Today, the world will get to see that vision when an enormous bronze sculpture called the Embrace will be officially unveiled on Boston Common. The massive piece public art meant to transform downtown Boston visually and spiritually. The Embrace is two stories high, two and a half stories wide. The plaza is four stories wide. It is the largest American-made bronze statue in the country. Right now, the top of the sculpture peeks over the fence at Boston Common. The inspiration for the design of the Embrace is a photo of the King's hugging after Dr. King won the Nobel Peace Prize. 126 proposals for a monument were submitted. The Embrace is the only one that included Mrs. King and recognized her commitment to racial equity long after her husband was killed. As part of the dedication, 65 plaques will be unveiled honoring the contributions Bostonians made to the civil rights movement. Embrace Boston already has a follow-up project in mind. They'd like to build a cultural arts center in Roxbury. A check of business news. This morning, stocks are mixed. The Dow was up 13, the Nasdaq fell 16, and the S&P dropped a fraction. Shares advanced in Asia. The dollar fell. The euro is down. Oil at $78 a barrel. Sports. Celtics get another win over Brooklyn, 109-98. They'll be in Charlotte tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Seattle beat the Bruins 3-0. The Bees will be home tomorrow night against Toronto at 7. The National Weather Service forecast for today, wind and rain with uh, temperatures in the upper 50s. The rain will taper off this evening with a low of 40 degrees. Tomorrow, cloudy and a high 38. Maybe some snow showers Sunday at a high of 37. Monday, mostly cloudy and a high 40 degrees. For the boater, waves 2 to 3 feet, winds out of the south, 15 to 20 knots, gusting to 30 at times, high tide right after 3.30 this afternoon. Sunrise, 7-11, set at 4.34. One note that there is no delay next week in Quincy for the curbside collection of trash or recycling. There will be collection on a regular schedule in Quincy next week, despite the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday on Monday. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, January 13th.